I like follow her around the gym and like watch what she's doing. Cause like this bitch can train some upper body. Like <laughs> it's amazing. I'm just like, God damn, look at her fucking shoulders. Like she's amazing. I love her. I'm sure she's seen me watching her. She's like, who was that? Like, Weird. <laughs> Who's the creeper? Yeah, our creeper. following me around, you know, hiding <laughs> behind security, rat. Like, just yeah. What are you doing, friend? As long as you don't approach her like that, hey, friend. Yeah, I would never. Yeah. I would no. never. She could snap you in half. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Easily, and I would enjoy every second of it. It would be an honor. <laughs> there's there's another line you don't want to start off it would be an honor if you would break me it would be an honor if you would break me in half you're listening to the epically geeky show a place for all things geeky Well, I'm gonna... Well, that was messed up. Let's do that over again. Three, two. Take two. Welcome out to the Epic Geeky Show, episode number 94. I am your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Um, we're having one of our discussion episodes, which means we bypass our usual opening question. Tonight, we are talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. The um, We've done it with pretty much all of the new Star Wars movies. We had to do it with... Uh, Avengers Infinity War, basically any of those movies that we have to go see and we have to think about, we have to intake and then we have to talk about. Um, So tonight is tonight's discussion is about solo, uh, a star Wars story. So um, it is episode 94. We're going to trying to keep to the two week schedule. We're probably going to throw in a couple episodes extra here and there because on our 100th, 100th episode we're hoping to do it at uh geek fest so that should be kind of fun so uh if you are in the uh, central texas area uh in mid-august it's gonna be hot as all hell but uh come on by and meet us it'd be you know it'd be a lot of fun so uh tonight uh on the panel we have uh laney is rejoining us uh ray and chris from canada and rudy has returned so uh kind of we're missing Jennifer. We were hoping she was going to show up. There's a certain thing we're going to talk about tonight, and I was really hoping she was going to be on because I really wanted to get her opinion on it. Um, who knows? She may still sh- uh, show up and, and join us. We'll see. So, uh, With that said, we're going to jump into our discussion of Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, we'll go around first. We'll talk about your thoughts before you went to see the movie, kind of where you were, headspace, what you were expecting, if you were expecting anything, were you excited, so on and so forth, uh, and then we'll actually start talking about. It. So, uh, with that said, Ray, were you were you bored to this movie? Were you excited? <laughs> were you just how? What were you? What were your? What were was your head before the movie? Tell us your feelings. My feelings. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It's a safe place. We're ready. We're listening. So, uh, well, for me, like starting off, it was, <clears throat> I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I really stayed away from after the first two trailers, like the mm-hmm. second trailer got me a little excited, but I, I didn't really know what to expect or anything like that. Um, I saw Donald Glover. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He looked like, he looked like he was nailing the role in the trailers. Uh, I wasn't sold on Han. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't too excited. I, I, I was a little excited, but I wasn't like 
I wasn't pumped. I wasn't like, yes, I have right. to go see this movie. Uh, and then work on the way. So it, literally, we just watched it tonight. So it's <laughs> Chris, what about really you? Happy. I was really happy I was able to stay away from it. I will say that. Good, good. Yeah, I was kind of. I, I understand that trying to. You're like, okay, I've seen, I've seen enough. I don't want to see any more. And yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. what about you, Chris? Were you excited for this? Were you just like, eh, we're going to a Star Wars movie? Meh. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm. I like. I'm not into the the lore, the whole nitpicky crap. I I just want to be entertained when it comes to Star Wars, and I like. No, I have a familiar base for the storyline. There's so much with it, though, right? So sometimes it's yeah, hard right. to remember details. But no, yeah, I was just I don't know Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I like him. He's yep. in it. That sold me. <laughs> Lainey, um, where where were you before going to see this movie? Well, you did and I actually talked a little bit about that on the way to the theater. Um, I, um, if you go back and listen to us talking about Rogue One, I think Sai puts it best, like when he talks about how I go and see a Star Wars movie. Um, but in my own words, I am like a dog about to have like a bone put in front of me. I'm just stoked. I don't really give a shit. I'm just really happy about it because I love Star Wars and I get excited anytime they throw anything at me. I'm just down. Mm-hmm. I always go in with a very positive headspace. Um, I hadn't seen a lot of the trailers when the trailers were like running a lot. I knew who was playing Han and I was kind of fine with it. It, it wasn't the guy that I was hoping they would pick, but I was down. You know, I there was no way that they were going to make like a hundred percent right choice on that. Um, I was super, super down for Donald Glover though. Yes. Cause I love Donald Glover. He's my angel and I will go see him in everything. And plus like he's born to play Lando. Like yes. he, did, he did a great job. So, um, I went into it. It was a really good attitude. I was just excited. Um, I knew I was going to get to see Chewie and I'm always excited about that. Cause he mm-hmm. is my sweet, sweet angel. And I will, I would go see an entire movie of just Wookiees. I hope they do that. Oh, that would be fantastic. That'd be horrible. I don't know. Everyone said every time I've ever thought that everyone goes, "Have you seen this?" The you know the the Christmas special. I'm like, no. They're like, it will change your mind on that. It will change your mind. Yes, it will. And it was horrible. And I don't care. I'd get drunk enough for that. I could. (laughs) Rudy, where were you before Headspace Wise before seeing this? I'm a lot like Lainey. Uh, super excited going into anything Star Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, just incredibly excited. However, um, this time around, you know, because I, I tend to watch uh, quite a few YouTubers about Star Wars, Star Wars theories, and things like that. So I kind of, I kind of I, I shut that down about two, three months ago because um, I, I didn't, I didn't want to hear any of their predictions or their ideas and things like that. Because some of those guys. They really go off the deep end about what should and shouldn't be there. I just, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear all that. I just, I, you know, I want to, I want to just kind of uh, take my own perceptions in. I, I try not to, to think about it a whole bunch before going into it. I just want to go in and I want to enjoy it and I want to see, you know, what, what do they put together for me? So, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was excited going into it pretty giddy and, uh, yeah, uh, kind of want to go see it a third time now. Yeah. Um, I, this was not a movie that I had asked for. Like at no time did I ever say, "Hey, I want to see a Han prequel movie." So, um, so when they announced it, I was just like, "Oh, okay, we'll we'll see how it is." Um, 
I don't know the guy who is playing Han. I thought, okay, he, it, it's fine. I'm going to give him a chance. I'm definitely not going to be one of those that's like, oh, well, no, he, obviously not him. Uh, I'm I'm like the rest of y'all and that when they announced, you know, uh, Glover was playing um, um, Lando, I was like, oh, that is so perfect. Um, seeing Woody Harrelson, I thought was going to be interesting. So I wanted to see, you know, what kind of character he was going to play. I'm glad to see we're getting some of these um, bigger actors come in and get to play a role and, and you know, have a, a part of the universe. Um, it's, you know, we're starting to get the Star Wars version of what's happening in the Marvel universe where, you know, we get these big actors come in and get to play different roles. Um, honestly, like even the day of. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take that back. I was honestly kind of thinking I may not go see this like right offhand and wait to kind of see what people said. Uh, just because of some of the stuff, and we can kind of talk about this in a second, some of the stuff that happened production wise on this movie. Um, and then I get a text from my brother saying, I went and bought you a ticket. I figured you'd want one. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I, I guess I'm going opening night. Um, and then why and wouldn't I, you? By the way, you owe me well, like I said, I just was like, whatever. So, um, but, uh, I, I did not have, I didn't have, I didn't have low expectations for it, but I also didn't have high expectations. I literally was just going to go and be like, all right, I'm just going to see how this movie is and, you know, hopefully I enjoy it and, and everything else. So, um, Can so I before, point go ahead. Really fast, I don't really feel either like, Dis- like, I feel like Disney obviously like hyped it like the last two weeks before it came out, like they always do. But I don't really feel like there wasn't a huge presence in the parks about it. There just hasn't been a ton of this is Bob Iger. Yes, this is what Bob Iger always does. He's like, and also this, and he just throws it out there. So I just, I don't know. I wish he would promote shit better. I will, I agree to that, that it did not. It was not promoted as heavily as I think it should have been. So, oh. especially as a follow-up from Rogue One, right? Like, yes. Like, yep. You know how the feeling was with Rogue One. You know all of that. So why wouldn't you hype this a little bit more? You don't have to show things that like they didn't. You don't have to ruin it by showing too much in a trailer or anything. But oh. by that, but. Well, three beloved characters in this movie that you yeah. could have totally played on. You really didn't have a lot in Rogue We really didn't have any in Rogue One. None. There no. weren't any. No. Uh, this is a big thing, you know? I'm fucking Chewie? Yeah. Hello? Dumbasses like me can just do anything for that Wookiee. So I'm, <sighs> I don't have a with that. I feel like Disney kind of shot themselves in the foot with that one. Agreed. Fuck. Well, like I said, the, the production... And I, like I said, I definitely agree about the not promoting it as well as they should. One of the things that I did not like about this movie and has nothing to do with the movie is the time in which it came out. I was thoroughly getting used to Christmas time equals Star Wars. You said that in the car. I just came out in December. What's funny, though, is that, you know, the original Star Wars is what started the the summer blockbuster. Like that is the beginning of the summer blockbuster. And. But I, I just there's so much stuff going on in the summer. I, I would rather have I, Star Wars to me is Christmas because, I mean, my Christmas tree has tons of Star Wars stuff on it. And yep. just I, so, I, I, I would prefer it. I would prefer it if it would keep coming out on Christmas. So the, the other thing was like so a couple of buddies and I were went out to the movies uh, last week and we were like, well, do we want to see Solo or do we want to <laughs> see Deadpool? And each of us were like, well, I'm more in a mood for a comedy than something that I'm not sure of. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm getting with Deadpool. I don't know what I'm going to get with Solo. So yeah. we all was, we all said saw Deadpool too. 
Which, mm-hmm. by the way, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Yet. <laughs> either. It's on the list. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit about pre-production before we get into the movie itself. Um, originally, the um, uh, writers, directors for the Lego movie, a movie I absolutely adore, uh, were set to uh, uh, direct this movie, and after everyone pretty much got locked in for you know all of our characters, they started shooting, and then some stuff has come out back and forth as to what happened, but they were let go, and it wasn't you know completely amicable. Um, and it's been said, I've heard people said they were making it too whimsical, too funny. I've heard people I've, now that I've you know I've heard some people even go back and say they said. They thought it was they were making it too dark. Like they thought it was going to be, you know, they actually brought a little more levity to it. Um, but in any case, so usually when there's a massive change like that, that usually is not so great for the movie itself. Um, and they bring in Ron Howard. And at that point I thought, well, it can't be that bad because Ron Howard does not do bad work. Um, and everyone was kind of agreed. It's the reason why they brought Ron Howard in is Ron Howard is safe. You know you're going to get you you're going to get it knocked out of the park sometimes, but it's never going to be bad. It's going to be at least a decent movie. Um, and I, I, the listening, uh, the book that we read, how star Wars conquered the universe at one point, Ron Howard was set up to supposedly direct one of the prequels. And I would have loved to have seen a Ron Howard directed prequel. That would have been awesome. Um, but, uh, I, I, I was excited to see Ron Howard was doing this. And then, like I said, you know, it's, it's kind of been back and forth. Um, the movie opened up at, uh, under what they were hoping initially. Um, let's see, uh, uh what was the opening weekend? Opening weekend was 84,000. So not even, not even quite a hundred thousand, but I mean, came out that opening weekend. Uh, I'm not sure what it came out that opening weekend, but like freaking Avengers is still killing it in the theater. Yeah. And then Deadpool came out. Like there's still other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, fucking and as we're not looking at a goddamn timeline continue yeah and as of right now um oh, as we're recording this june 10th right now it's raked in 176 million domestically with another 136 million foreign bringing it to 312 million this is right now half of what um uh, rogue one brought in rogue one was around the 400 million mark um and really? let me just say this I I heard this said on a podcast, and I agree with this. Someone brought up the fact that what do you think Ant Man and the Wasp is going to make? Mm, less than that. It's well, even if it does that, let's say Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Wasp uh, Ant Man bring in say 150, 200 million dollars. It's they're going to consider that you That's know a, a good, it, but you can't you cannot compare it to say you know Infinity War. And they're like, people need to understand Star Wars, I think, is going to try to start getting into that realm. Like, you're going to have the big ten poles. You're going to have episode eight, nine. You know, we're going to have the big episodes and then we're going to have the small stuff. And it doesn't have to be, you know, five hundred million dollars every single time. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. But, you know, so we'll, we'll see about that. All right. So let's get started with the movie itself. Um, just really quick. Overall, in two or three words, what did you think of the movie once you saw it? Ray? Uh, thankfully, it wasn't uh, it wasn't broken for me, so my jaw dropped when that happened. That's what okay. Nice. I see what you're saying. Um, Chris, what was what, what what are your what was your in two or three words your thoughts of the movie when you walked out? Um, L three is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this. We started 
Laney. The Laney droid. <laughs> Laney, um, thoughts on the movie? When I first walked out of the theater, well, my heart was warm because I love Chewie. But um, fun for everyone. I just thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a fun movie. I yeah. thought it was fun. And I thought it had that same spirit that all these Star Wars movies had with the, with the Rebellion. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Rudy? Very Han. Rudy? Very well connected. That's what I was thinking because as as I was especially as I was I was getting into the later half of the movie, um, just the, the things that I've kept up with with uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, and and some of the books, there's so many things that they kept saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. So yeah, um, the conversation with my eight year old on the way home was was quite intense. Oh yeah, I bet it yeah. was. Um, was on this show right now <laughs> i'm i'm going to echo laney's thoughts like literally because i you know um i have i have star wars ships hanging from my office i've got quite a few things in my office that are star wars my new partner moving in is probably even a bigger star wars geek than i am mm-hmm. so he's already got a bunch of stuff as well in fact behind his desk is a cutout a standee of han frozen and carbonite and uh-huh. at first I was telling people it belongs to my new partner. And then I just flat out started telling people it is my new partner. Um, <laughs> but um, everyone that I've talked to about it, I've said, it's a fun movie. Like it's just go in yeah. and have fun. It is a fun movie. Go in and have fun. So, was um, so this was so fun. Yeah. The yes. kids, our kids did not like Rogue, Rogue One. They no, just didn't. It very was, serious it was and, too yeah. serious for them. They, it was just, it was not fun. All. This one they liked. It's fun. Yeah, fun. It's chewy, huh? Nice. Fun for the whole family. All right, so I've seen the movie twice, so I, and I don't remember everything that happened and the exact order and everything. So this is um, this is going to be a little looser for me because normally I have everything pretty, you know, well typed out. So uh, jump in, of course, at any time. Throw in anything you want to throw in there. But uh, so we start the movie off. Han is basically hot rodding or hot wiring a. No, nah, nah, nah. we don't yeah. start off there. Where do we, we start off with a story, which oh, they okay. in Rogue One. So we actually got some context of what's going we on. We didn't get uh-huh. yes, we didn't get a scroll, but we no. did. You're absolutely right. We did get some commentary as to leading up what's what's happening. Yes. You're right. You're actually right about that. Um, Sorry, and, you know, I did not <laughs> expect that. I mean, you know, we get of course, you know, a long time ago in Galaxy, far far away. Um, you're right. We got, we got, we got just some information that flashed up, but we didn't yeah. get an actual scroll. So I'm, uh, I, I'm fine with that. If they don't want to do the scroll, that's fine. If, they, if that's just for the, the episodes, that's fine. But you know, give us a little context. So I don't want an opening scroll because that is something so specific to the actual episodes. And like yes. the saga, I like that they make that separate. I like yep. that it's different. Well, now that they've done it, they need to continue on with it, definitely. I'm sure so. they will, because I feel like they got a lot of backlash on Rogue One for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's still, to me, it's still odd seeing the, the you know, the Lucasfilm logo come up with nothing. You know, sometimes there's a little background music <laughs> or a little noise, but yeah. Um, it's fair. Anyway, there's a little part of me that kind of hopes that Fox deal goes back and they just go back and just put it in there. <laughs> just put the fanfare in there. But anyway, um, so we open up Han is hot wiring uh, a vehicle and like jets out and, 
ends up getting out and he meets up with uh with Kira. Um and he's like, you know, she's like, what happened? And he said, well, the deal that I was part of went bad. But and he ends up pulling out uh, what what was the name of the stuff that he was holding on to? Um, we just freaking heard it. It's 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 basically energy. It's what they use to to help power, you know, lots of different things. Oh, and he's he's held on to part of it. Or, or, what? Corlax or, or something. Corlax or Sarlacc pit. Yeah, we'll go with Sarlacc pit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's got some of it and he's basically, and she's like, you know, that's enough that, you know, can hopefully get us out of here. He's like, yes, I know, you know, we might actually be able to get, get out of this place. Cause they're basically living in a slum. Um, they're, uh, chased by some guys and, um, they basically, you know, come up and he starts to give one of his smart ass, you know, we, we, this is where we start to see this kid, you know, trying on his Han. Yeah. as it were. And he's like, Hey, listen, you know, I, I was just coming to see y'all, you know, the traditional thing. And they're like, you know, uh, you need to go talk to uh lady Proxima. And so they, he ends up giving Kira the, the little bottle, which by the way, I did not realize that that was, uh, miss Clark at uh, first until later, until I saw her, I don't know what it was. Like it just didn't register to me, but, uh, yeah. So, so uh, we end up going to uh, Lady Proxima, and uh, I like what they did. Like, there was a lot of creature work in this, and I like that it wasn't just another humanoid character. So uh, this giant worm thing comes out, basically. You know, he comes out, and he's trying to bluff her. The whole um, grenade thing, yes. I loved. Oh, so funny. <laughs> you made the sound with your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Okay, I feel like they let um, Luke, they let Mark Hamill do a lot of stuff like that in The Last Jedi, and it felt a little out of place. But in this movie, like that kind of shit is perfect because it's Han Solo. Yeah, I loved it. I loved all the stupid bullshit Han Soloy shit that they let him do. I loved that. That was that it was made it. But yeah, I died. Oh, with that. So good. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That, I thought I thought that was funny. The fact that they she called him out on it. She's like, no, you made the sound with your mouth. Um, they end up getting away, and then we have this really cool chase. Um, the the chase itself was pretty was a lot of fun to watch, especially seeing the stormtrooper on the bike get like blown out. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it was a nice action piece, and they get to basically the starport or whatever, and they're trying to hide. They're trying to get through. Um. And then they get separated and that's where, you know, um, you know, she gets pulled off and, you know, he's, you know, I'll come back for you. I'll come back for you. And he, then he's trying to figure out how the hell he's going to get it off. You know, he's going to get off the planet. And then we get, and Lainey and I were talking about this. Uh, I think one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have side including was that, uh, the music in, uh, rogue one just wasn't there. And I, I can agree to that. The music at no point during Rogue One did I really feel the music, Star Wars music kind of kicked in. Um, and we get this upbeat, heroic, inspirational version of the Imperial March. Join the Empire. <laughs> Bring peace to the galaxy. And I, I that's like okay. five seconds. And I loved that. Let me let me interrupt you on that, okay? Because here and this this one kind of hit home with me and Jameson. When you watch Rebels, finally, that music is played 
uh, in Rebels quite a bit every time there is Empire propaganda. So that, like, at that point when they started playing that music, me and Jameson looked at each other and were like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so he goes up, he basically goes up and he's like, I'm going to be a pilot. He's going to try to join the Empire. And um, how did y'all feel about the naming thing? Mm, I didn't need it. Necessary. I didn't either. That felt like fan service, and I didn't need it. Yeah, because he asked him, "What? Who are your people?" And he's just like, "I don't have any people." So he gives him the name Solo because yeah. he's just one. So, um, that kind of that was a little. I was just like, "Eh, whatever." It didn't. It's not like it was. It hurt anything or. Yeah, that we didn't need it, and I agree to that. And and something that I heard and someone else say was, um, they sat down when they were watching the movie. They kept expecting something to come on and like stomp on something that they liked, or kind of like take something they liked and run, you know, run it through the mud. At no point in this movie do I feel like that. Like, yeah, that was kind of cheesy. Didn't really need it, but at no point did I feel like they really crapped on anything that you know I loved in Star Wars. So, um. And then the next scene is this awesome, and I thought it, I would love to see a Star Wars movie like this. It's like in the trenches, battle, yeah. freaking blasters going off, you know, an ATST getting dropped down and immediately walking off. I would love to see a Star Wars war movie like that. That yeah, would be kind of like awesome. a World War One battle, like they're in the trenches and it's mm-hmm. just muddy and everybody looks fucking miserable. That's more what I thought Rogue right. One was going to so, be. Yeah. You are not the first person I've heard to say that. A lot of people thought it was going to be that what Rogue One was going to be too. Well, that's what it looked like it was going to be when you first sat through the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we get that, and then he gets introduced to a character who he thinks is a commander or a current captain. no commander, uh, captain. captain. He thinks he's a captain. Uh, he's get intru- he gets introduced to Beckett, who's played by Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Woody Harrelson's character in this movie. Yeah. Um, the just the image of him like standing up on the hill, blaster in each hand, blast, 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 flip them around, holstering them. <laughs> yeah. The badass cowboy Woody Harrelson was awesome. So and the perfect person for you know, you could see Han Solo, you know, basically wanting to to be. Emulate, but yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we introduced Woody Harrelson. He figures out pretty quickly that uh, he's not actually a captain, um, and he's actually running a scheme. And he confronts him and uh, and Val. And um, who was the other one? Um, oh, oh, the other pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it Rio? Yes, Rio. Yes, Rio. Rio. Which, by the way, John Favreau played his voice. I didn't realize that. Oh, oh did he? Okay. He sounded familiar. Yep, that was John Favreau. There you go. Oh, of course it but, was. Which, by the way, I also love that character. Like that was a, yes. I enjoyed his character in that in there. So, oh, um, so yeah, yeah. What were you saying, Lainey? Then maybe we'll get a Rio movie next. <laughs> <laughs> There's some other characters I'd like to see first. I'll be honest. <laughs> um. So we have, he basically says, I want to join up with y'all. They basically tell him no. They turn him into the Empire, basically, and, and say, oh, hey, you know, he's actually a traitor, blah, 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 take him away. And they're like, we're going to throw him in with the monster. And he's like, what monster? 
and they these two guards throw him in this pit, mm-hmm. and we start hearing these loud roars. And at first, I'm right like, <laughs> I'm like, what? What kind of monster is this going to be? And as soon as I saw some hair, I was like, oh damn! I knew it I, was time. This I, I did not. Later. I had no idea in my head how I wanted Han and Chewie to meet. It was perfect. This was just as good as anything else I could have ever come up with. I love the fact that the first thing they saw awesome. was Chewie wanted to kill Han Solo. Just mm-hmm. to eat him. <laughs> just to eat him. Just to eat him because he was hungry. Yeah. We haven't fed him in three days. This should be I fun. Well, I was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> got very mad. Uh, got by, okay. by the way, the guy they've got playing uh, Chewie now, yeah. I think, is is great. I think he's... he's yeah, oh, um, well, it had to happen. And... Well, Peter Mayhew, he just can't do it. No, he, he yeah, can't. he can't do it anymore. And you know, it's barely do it when he was doing it. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Well, he's so tall, and his you could tell his knee joints are just yeah. yeah. And shocked. well, this guy's definitely not on the short end either, especially that he's scene short. later on where they're yeah. first meeting um, Dryden. Like he is towering over everyone in that fucking yeah. room. He's uh, the actor. He's a Scandinavian actor. He is six foot eleven. Yeah, uh, so he's a little Judas. shorter than Peter Mayhew because Peter Mayhew was like seven foot three. But yeah, he's yeah, still he's really tall. So, one thing that I I wasn't sure of. Did I see Bosk? No, they no, mentioned, they mentioned him. him. Oh, I know that they mentioned him, but one of the one of the characters. It looked like. Uh, one of the characters that had uh, was trying to help uh, get um, uh, Han into the like before he gets to the cage and all that stuff. And around that time when they arrest him, mm-hmm. I thought it looked like Boss. But it, I mean, there may have been you know someone wearing very similar, similar thing, costume. But yeah, very similar costume. But anyway, I do know that they mentioned Boss there too. So. Yes, they do, and I, I love the fact that they kind of threw that in there. You know, yes, it's fan service, but it's just. It's one of those little things that it's like, of course you can mention something like that. Yes. So, um, so they end up, you know, he ends up teaming up with Chewie. You know, he's like, yes, I speak a little bit of, <laughs> I speak a little bit of Wookiee. Yeah. Um, they end up getting out, manage to get to the ship right as you know these uh, pirates are taking off. Convince them to take them on. They take them on. The Hold shower on. scene is hilarious. Hold on, yeah. you, you you missed one of the best quotes in the movie. You will never have a deeper sleep. Than in the lap of a Wookiee. Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's my dream. <laughs> oh, oh man. and yeah, Val is not having it. She's like, nope. And of course, uh, Rio is trying to convince him all the ways. Like, hey, we could use the muscle, this, that, and the other. And uh, but we we get in that shower scene, and you know, first it's just his feet, and then we see the Wookiee step in, and he's just like, we couldn't do this separately. <laughs> Nope. Uh, that's you the type of humor saying, I think. Like, sorry, the, you know, like Chewie saying something smart ass, like no, yeah, no, yeah. gotta save on water or something, like <laughs> something. Yes, <laughs> but I think that humor worked really well in this. Like I didn't feel like that things like that. I, I think worked really well. So, yeah. um, so um, they're basically filled in as to what's going to happen. You know, watching this movie the second time, like this movie, like goes. It just it keeps going. There's not a lot of other side stuff going on. Like we really do follow our main characters the whole time. So, um, so they're filled in and they're basically said, you know, hey, we're going to uh, we're robbing a train. So I'm like, oh yes, that's yes, I want to see this in a Star Wars version. Um, 
So they show up. They uh, basically are hijacking this train. The the plan is is they're going to let off the last part of the train. Uh, they're going to uncouple the part. They're going to blow the bridge, and then they're literally just going to swoop off with a crap ton of this energy that they need to pay off a debt that um, that um, Beckett has um, to uh, Dryden Voss. And um, it's at the, oh, I'm sorry. Before we get to that part, it's nighttime. Val's still talking about, uh, are you sure this is what you want to do? And of course, they ask, you know, well, what are you in for? You know, why are you doing this for? What are you in for? And she's like, well, I think it's for a girl. And he kind of mentions, he's like, yeah, there's someone I'm trying to go back for or whatever. Uh, we do get some more smart ass comments from Rio about, you know, d- never, never settle down or anything like that. So um, I, I like this. I like chew- that scene. I like the little bit of baby Chewy backstory that we got. Yes, how the Wookiees were enslaved and yeah, taken uh, cheek. Yeah, that. Uh, so everyone, it's, it, and it's at this point we have another iconic scene. I almost forgot about it. Is the fact that you know, um, um, Beckett's the one that gives Han his blaster. You know that epic, freaking awesome blaster. So cool. yeah, uh, so he gives him the blaster. Then we get to the train and. Uh, Things are going okay at first. They're, you know, they've pretty much got everything set up. Val's supposed to blow this bridge, and uh, the guys are all taking, you know, taking care of business. They're getting everything unlocked or whatever, and getting this train taken care of. And then these marauders show up out of nowhere, um, and we get this really awesome action sequence where I think it's interesting that the train has a top and a bottom half, and it turns yeah. sideways and stuff. And uh, that was a that was a lot of fun. Um, the marauders show up, they start taking things apart. Um, unfortunately, uh, Dryden, I'm sorry, Dryden, uh, Rio gets hurt and ends up dying. Han has to end up taking over the little ship or whatever. And, um, Val, who, you know, is really close to Beckett ends up sacrificing herself because it's the pretty much the only thing she can do. Um, which, you know, basically just crushes him. And then on top of it, they end up losing the shipment. No one ends up getting the shipment, not even the, um, not even the mortar, uh, the marauders get it. Uh, and then the next thing we have is in the snow. Dryden is, or I'm, I'm sorry, Dryden. Uh, Beckett's talking about, you know, uh, he's just buried his two friends, and he like punches Han in the face. Han's like, listen, I don't have anything else going on. Like, I, you know, I, yes, he, he tells me if you come with me, you're going to die. They're going to see you. They're going to kill you. If they don't kill you right now, they're going to kill you eventually. But you are going to die if you come with me. And he's like, I don't have anything else to do. Like, you know. I'm 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 down. I'm with you. So, um, I do love the fact that he does. He doesn't at any point ever volunteer him and Chewie both. He because he looks back at Chewie, he's like, "Well, what about you?" You know, he asks him, "What are, you know, just because I'm doing this stupid thing, are you doing it too?" And Chewie's like, "Yeah, sure, I'm in for it." So, um, and you know, he's like, "Well, how are we going to find this Dryden character?" He's like, "Oh no, we'll we'll find him." And about that time, this giant ship flies by. Yes, the, the yacht. Yes. Which is basically a, a skyscraper just floating around in the air. Um, so we get on board this, you know, this luxurious yacht, and he, uh, 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 Beckett's telling him, you know, listen, don't talk to anyone. Don't look to anyone. Just look down. Don't talk to anyone. Don't do anything at all. And, and just on. before that scene, uh, we saw, because they asked where, where the, what's his name was, the bad guy. Um, Oh, with the scars all over his face. Dryden oh, Dryden. Dryden. So, uh, yeah, we find out uh, who he, who plays him, because that was something that I wasn't prepared for either. Like, I really stayed away from it. 
So yeah. I, I love uh, that actor, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so we get up on the ship, and the first thing that we see is they're walking in this place. We have this, uh, we have this woman that's all decked out in gold, and you know she's singing this alien language. And there's like this frog looking thing kind of floating next to her. And then it starts to like sing as well. And I'm like, this is so Star Wars. I was, I loved that part. Um, <laughs> I, wasn't I, I thought that sold. was, I was, okay. I, I was sold. I was like, yep, like this, her, I get it. I'm good. Um, and so Woody Harrelson's character, Beckett goes off and, you know, he's, you know, trying to figure out what's going on or whatever. And Kira shows up out of nowhere and, you know, she, you know, confronts Han. Um, Beckett shows back up. He's like, I thought I told you not to say anything. You know, um, uh, Han's like, you know, I was, I literally, I'm trying to do this job to get a ship and I was going to go back for you. And she's like, well, now you don't have to. And she won't say anything as to why that is, yep. how she's there, why she's there. We get nothing. The rat. Other than she hasn't left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we enter uh, Dryden Voss, who is played by uh, Paul Bettany, and I liked him as a villain in this. He did yes. a really good job in this. Yep, he's a great actor in general. I mean, yes, yep. he is. So um, he comes in and is you know is doing this traditional psychopath, basically. Like he's very calm and collected. But listen, you know, you fucked up, so I have to kill you. You know, it's it's nothing personal. It's just I, you have to die now. I got no other options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about his office, though, because you can very clearly see Mandalorian armor in the background, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was that. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. It becomes even more cool later on when my brother and my nephew fill me in more as to what's going on with that. Uh <laughs> But um, listen, you fucked up. You you really can't make this up. There's no other way that you can find this stuff refined. And then Han starts shooting his mouth off. He's like, well, what about unrefined? And they're like, well, you could get it from this one place. Shut up. up. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And if you watch Woody Harrelson's face while he's doing that, he's his acting is like you can literally see him going. What are you saying? Shut the fuck up. You're. We're we're already about to die. Like you're gonna like get us killed like even worse if that's possible. Um, and then Chewie, you know, pipes up. Well, we could take it to this one place. And so he's like, "All right, well, cool. If if you think you can do it, that's great." And turns to Kira and he's like, "Do you think your old friend can do this?" And she's like, "I think he can." Then he that psychopath turn comes on, and he's like, "Well, good, because you're going with them." And it's just like, "Oh, well, this is lovely." Uh, so they get in the, the, they get in the transport. They've all been charged with this, what they have to get done. They have, you know, how they're going to do it. And they're like, the first thing we need is a ship. Well, where can we get a ship? And she starts mentioning, well, I know a guy. It's kind of a long shot. <laughs> I love the fact that she's describing him as, you know, he's very, he's like, you know, he's slick. He's very, yeah, charismatic. He's just awesome. He's good looking. And you can tell Han's just like, really? Just. Okay, just keep going. That's mine. And the size of his. <laughs> yeah. Um. And we, you know, we see these droids that are fighting each other, and then we're taken back to a sabak table, and there is Lando Calrissian. There he is. Yes, is I. Lo- Go on. It's Kate. Oh and, yes, and yeah. and yes, one of the many. Um, and I, I love that. Co- I love that callback later when it's like, that's a lot of capes. Yeah, maybe too many. 
<laughs> I'll be honest. If we could wear capes in modern society, I'd fucking do it. I'm just telling you right now. You can't. Well, you can't. I can. Yeah. Yes. Personally. Oh, well, at least not being a weirdo. But um, we would look adorable in some capes and some like like cute mittens <laughs> and hat. But uh, <laughs> I love the shot that we get. That and I have to say, it's an iconic shot of you know Lando, late, you know, lean back. With, you know, at the table, and we see the shot between Han as he steps forward. You know, between his legs, it's just a very, you know, it's the gunslinger and 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 the and the gamp. And yeah. I I love that shot. I love the way that the um, the game went down. I've heard some people have said, well, I guess I guess Lando's really not that good of a gambler if he has to cheat. And I'm like, he cheats. He's a hustler. Once. He's 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 a he's a he's a hustler, and that's the whole deal. Exactly, and it's just he only has the one card because I thought if he kept pulling cards, it would be one thing. That was just that's the literal. You have to be good enough to get people to that point, and then that's the that's the death nail. Is the okay? Got you. Got my. The other the other part of it is he's amazing at bluffing, right? And that's oh yeah, because he's a hustler. Yep. Yeah, so we have the we have the traditional uh you know we have the thing we know that there's a um Sabak game where he loses the Falcon to Han. Yeah. And that is not what happens here. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay. So this is obviously not the way this goes down yet. So that's interesting." Um so Han basically loses his shirt and um they afterwards uh he's talking to kira he's like she's like we have a job that's going on he says i'll do it for i think 40 yeah. percent and that's when beckett steps in and is like well you can you'll do it for 25 and he kind of goes back and forth he's like yeah sure fine for you since you're a friend i'll do it for i'll do it for 25 um and so at this point we get introduced to the last major character uh l337 or l3 <laughs> um I had this conversation with Laney as we were as we were driving back. I've heard some people have said they weren't quite fond of her because they're kind of quote unquote getting tired of the mouthy attitude droid in Star Wars. If you think about it, with the exception, well, no, I guess you can kind of say even three PO, but every single droid is a mouthy bitch. Wouldn't like you be too. Like R two, he specifically says in the first movies, "Watch your mouth, R two." Watch your language, R two. Yes, watch, watch your language, R two. BB eight is you know just kind of doing his own thing, and then of course you know shit. got, you know it's I I like the fact that these droids are have a lot of personality or whatever, but in the Thank fact you. that she's like this hippie, like you can like the way she's built, she's hippie and she's a loud mouth and she is a hardcore like you know. Equal rights. Equal rights. God, I love Mouthy Bro. Yes. But and I, she's, I, oh my God. It, I thought it was hilarious that she's talking to these droids. Talk, <laughs> they're in the cage fighting. Yeah. In the cage fighting. She's a self-made droid. She made Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> I thought was, so she's like the most sentient droid out of all of them. Yeah. Which I loved. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I love the fact they have to drag her away because she's literally yeah. about to deck that guy, which was yeah. awesome. Uh, or had he, had his face. Oh, which which by the way was Ron Howard's brother because I was like, okay, yes, he Ron Howard movie. In- he has to be in somewhere. That's where he was. So. Oh, in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I love the fact that they're coming back. Now, Lainey, you missed part of this because, unfortunately, you had to get up to run to the bathroom. Be. I was dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but they go back. My water intake has been on point lately. Come and fight me. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Well, what's funny was that she like kind of pats me on the arm, and she's like, I've got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, two minutes, because she almost missed the Lando thing. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't stop me. Because yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, so. so like, um, no, stay right here. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So they take her, they, they, they go back to find the Falcon and he's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's kind it of, yeah, it needs to be secure. And it's like, no, you're actually stealing your ship. Yeah. Got, <laughs> got impounded. And I, oh, that was something else to lean in and you see that part is when L3 is cutting through the fence and she's like, don't look at me. I can't perform when you're looking yes, at me. That was good. <laughs> I can feel you looking at me. Yeah. I can feel you looking at me. Um, so they steal the Falcon. And I have to say, when I first saw the uh, images of how the Falcon looked with the escape pod that's in the the prongs, essentially, in the front of it, I wasn't sure. I like the way they described how it is that it was a it was an add on number one, and it was also a um, escape pod. So but seeing the Falcon like crisp and clean and everything else was interesting. I, I, I enjoyed seeing it brand new. So. Um, but yeah, so we get, we get in the Falcon, we start heading out, we have the scene between Beckett basically reinforces and, and tells Han, look, don't trust anyone. He's like, you know, if you don't trust anyone, you'll never be disappointed. And it's kind of at that point, he's telling him, listen, I'm included in that, but he doesn't go completely go for, you know, so far as to say that, but you know, we find that out later. Um, we have a scene between between Kira and Han, you know, with the, with the, with the, uh, <laughs> with the capes, which was awesome. Um, and then we, the other scene of that, that really stuck out that I really enjoyed was the scene with, um, when Kira goes up to the bridge and starts talking to L3 <laughs> and her comment of how Lando is in love with her and yeah. she's just not into it. Maybe <laughs> it might work, but probably not. <laughs> yeah. I love when she asks, like, how does that work? And she just looks at her. Oh, it oh it works. Oh, it works. Yeah. Um yeah. Oh, oh my god, that was so funny. It... <laughs> I love her. Yes. Um, and oddly, she was right. So we'll we'll get to that in a second. So the plan is they're going to uh fly in and they're going to get this they're go- they're going to get this un um unrefined you know, material, whatever it is. Coaxium. Yeah. What's the word? Coaxium. Coaxium. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, they're going to go in and get this unrefined coaxium. They have to get it out quickly because once it reaches a certain temperature, it basically explodes and they become a ticking bomb. Um, but to get to it, um, there's this, there's like basically this nebula that's around the planet and you have to fly through a certain way because if you don't do the Kessel run, a certain way, a certain distance, then you will die. Yeah. So they fly through, and uh, they land on the planet. <laughs> Do what? It's 20 parsecs. Yes, 20 parsecs. There. And I love that they corrected that, because yes. it is a I, measurement of, of length. So yeah. Exactly. Because um, that's been one of the longest running things. So, yep. um, so we get to... Um, we 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 get to the planet and the plan is they're going to pass off Han and Chewie as slaves. They're going, they're trading off, um, so they take them off as slaves. Uh, uh, um, 
Beckett is dressed up as, uh, you know, has the skiff armor on, which was freaking awesome. I love that callback yep. as well. Yep. Um, and, and they, they go in and they basically start taking this place apart. So Han and Chewie escape and they start looking for this place while the rest of them are in the bridge. They, uh, we get another cool scene where Beckett's basically just shooting everyone, which like I said, with the double blasters is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> and then we get to the part where L3 is trying to get one of these droids to move over and she's like, uh, restraining bolts. So she takes the restraining bolt off and she's like, you're free. I don't care what you do now. Go, go free everyone else. I don't give a damn. And she starts doing her thing and he listens. So he starts, we start seeing him going around and taking the restraining bolts off all these other droids and they start doing the same thing and they start a rebellion. And at one point she's just, she's just like, I found my calling. Yeah. <laughs> love her. I'm a freedom fighter. Um in the meantime in the meantime, we have Han and Chewie. Uh they're going through these caves or whatever. Uh they come across some they come across some uh other uh Wookiees who are uh been enslaved, and Chewie's like, I, I can't leave them, and Han gives him the only weapon he's got, and he's just like, I understand. Go I hope to see you again. Go do what you gotta do. And so he goes on, he, he, you know, gets into the vault, starts collecting this coaxium, like pulls this huge thing on this thing. And they're like, excellent. Only 11 more. And he's like, what? <laughs> 11. Um, he starts pulling this stuff together. And then we have a full blown riot. Yeah. We cut back to the Falcon. We've got Lando doing the Lando Chronicles, which I'm just like, that is <laughs> awesome. Chapter <laughs> five continued. Oh. <laughs> um, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, and he, that's when he calls down and he's like, y'all are not going to believe what I'm seeing up there. And L3 is like, oh, I'll believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when she found her calling. Yes. Uh, so they're trying to get back off the planet. Everyone, you know, kind of regroups. They're, they're, they're pulling out or whatever. Chewie shows back up, save Han uh, with a bunch of uh, other Wookiees. They're trying to get everything loaded on the ship. They're trying to get out. And that's when L3 gets shot. And Lando yeah. loses it. And runs to her and is trying to bring her back. He gets hurt as well. Chewie runs off to go help him. Han's basically covering him. Um, they pull him back in the ship. They barely get out of there. And, you know, he's like, listen, we got to get number one. L3 dies in his arms and sure. he's distraught. That that part, just uh, just to tweak it a little bit. Uh, so it was actually Han goes after Lando first. And uh, because uh, that's when. Chewie and the other Wookiee, they're trying to get Chewie to go with them. And, and he's That's like, right. oh, I gotta go. And so then he goes and helps uh, Han, uh, Han and Lando and L3. All of it, so. Very true. Yeah, you're right. Um, so we get uh, we get back on the ship. L3, you know, basically dies in, in you know, Lando's arms. He's pissed off. Like, everything's just gone to hell. He's just, you know, he's just lost apparently his love, because I don't think she was... <laughs> She may have been exaggerating a little bit, but not too far. Uh, and um, and they're like they're trying to get out. You know, Anna's doing the ship, and they're starting to go back through the Kessel Run. And here comes a fucking Star Destroyer. <laughs> um, I also love the fact that he's like, "Listen, I know these guys are not going to waste a bunch, you know, a Tie Fighter on this little piddly ship." And of course, like eight <laughs> drop out. out right there. Yeah. Oh, uh, and so it's at this point, he's like, well, we're just going to go through, we're just going to go through the clouds and, you know, we're going to find our way through. 
um, we get this really awesome flight scene with him and, and Chewie in the, in the passenger seat. Uh, we get that iconic line from the trailer where he's like, where did you learn to fly? You're a, you're a what? 180, 180 years old, 90, 190 yeah. years old. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, as they're flying out, uh, they're like, you know, how are we going to do this? And they're like, let's, let's take L3's, um, memory module. Cause you know, she's got all this, you know, mapping information. Let's plug it into the Falcon. I love the fact that they do that. And it kind of, it gives the Falcon the personality that it has in the rest of the movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, someone else pointed out that I was listening to another podcast. Someone else pointed out that really makes a lot of sense whenever, you know, 3PO is talking to the Falcon and he's like, it's such an interesting dialogue. <laughs> I bet it is. I bet C-3PO trying to talk to L7 would be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Um. So we end up, there's this giant monster. There's like a, a black hole. This giant monster gets, it starts getting sucked into the black hole, still swatting at the Falcon. Um. They're trying to get out. We get the traditional, you know, one last shot to get out. They end up flying out. Um, they barely make it. They basically crash land on this little planet. Uh, like they they come in hot. It's just boom. Um, <laughs> we're needing offload immediately. No, we're yeah. already here. <laughs> um, they get that taken care of. I love that scene of Lando that standing there. He's he looks like hell. He's been he's been hurt. He's looking at the Falcon that looks like it's never going to take off again. And <laughs> Han comes up and he's just like, "Well, not a bad." And he's just, "I hate you." Oh, oh my god! I completely. Speaking of that, I completely forgot about that. I love the fact going back to the gambling scene, that little dig of Han. It's Han, yeah. but it's okay. But that's okay. And it's just like. Of course he would dig something like that, you know, if he's trying to get this guy's goat to to mess with him. So um the stuff gets refined, the marauders show up, they have this conversation, and we find out the marauders are not who they're supposed to be. Any thoughts whenever uh she takes the hood off? Oh, I thought it was cool. It was great. It was a good yes. scene. I just don't know the character. I have a feeling somebody else does. Well, okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. So we, we don't, to my knowledge, we don't ever get the name Infus Nest, uh, even even in Rebels. But because so much of this is happening, um, presumably at the same time or very close to some of the events in Rebels, um, they they harp on the fact that there are lots of of uh, Rebels cells that are forming at the same time, and and of course you see that part of Infus Nest little group ends up being one of the uh one of one of the uh the this one of the rebel cell members with uh with Saw Guerrero that dies in Rogue One. Did you catch that? No, I did not catch that. Okay. One of her people, you gotta go back and watch it again. I don't know his name, but one of her people with her in, in it, with with Infus Nest, um one of those one of the alien creatures ends up being uh with the group that is with Saul Guerrera and dies on Jeddah. Really? Or we think dies on Jeddah. Yeah. You bet. Okay. So, so that, that there's a big connection there with, okay, these rebel cells in time are starting to come together and work together, which is, you know, the whole premise behind star Wars rebels. Yeah. So, um, I could really, really see where they could take a, a solo two and make more connections. Um, 
which we're going to get into the rest of the few minutes here. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we come to find out the Marauders are not the bad guys. They're actually the good guys, and that kind of puts us in a, you know, between a rock and a hard place. Um, and it's at this point they're like, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? And uh, Beckett's like, I'm I'm gone. Like, there's no – you don't understand. If we don't die right now, we're going to die later. Like, they're going to hunt us down. This is not the Empire. They're going to either come get us themselves or Red Dawn. I don't know who the fuck that is. Apparently, that's whoever, you know, whatever his face is working for, is Crimson going Dawn, to kill yeah. us. It's, it's Crimson Dawn. Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Dawn. I'm sorry. Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn is going to is going to kill us. I'm walking. And, you know, Han's like, I, I can't do that. I, you know, I have to see this through. And I think we can win. I think we can win. Um, so they, uh, uh, Dryden Voss shows up and basically they go on board. It's Chewie and Han and, uh, and, um, What's her name? Uh, Kira, go on board, and Dryden's like, "Oh, you know what happened to what happened to Beckett?" And they're like, "Well, he died." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "I'd like to see the, I'd like to see the stuff." They're like, "Oh, yeah, here, here's the stuff, and we'd like to keep working for you." And it's at that point he, you know, basically turns over and he's like, "How did you make it look like? How did you make it look real? Because it looks like the real thing." And they're like, "Well, what are you talking about?" I was like, "You know, I know what's happening. You know, my informant has turned on you." I know what's going on. Initially, Han thinks it might be Kira, and he's like, no, it wasn't her. And that's when he calls Beckett in. And Beckett has basically, you know, double-crossed him. Yep. And you can tell Han is, like, kind of heartbroken at this point. Yep. Um, and so we find out that, uh, you know, he's like, listen, kid, you, you weren't listening. You know, you, you weren't paying attention. And he's like, no, I, I was paying attention, and you're right. People... People are going to act the way they're going to act, and then that's when we find out that down on the down on the planet that uh, the little insurrection, the little fake insurrection that they had going, was a ruse, and that it's not fake. Uh, whatever it was called uh, down there, it was the act. You know, coaxium. Coaxium. Thank you. Uh, so they get the drop on on all of uh, Dryden Voss's group, knock them out. Which, by the way, love the fact that we got to see Warwick Davis. Like yes. his character, yes, because uh, I mean, you know, he's a big part of Star Wars. Biggest guns too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and once they realize that, it's this thing. You know, it instantly becomes, oh well. So that's the actual coaxium, and there's really no one here fighting for you, Dryden. And that's when Beckett turns on everybody. Uh, tells Han put the stuff back in there. Tells quote unquote big boy uh, Chewy he's coming with him and walks out and at that point becomes basically a kind of a Mexican standoff right right runs for his his blades I'm assuming have something of a lightsaber going on to him because they literally fucking cut through everything yeah that's <laughs> very similar to what the um, the guards of the Praetorian uh, guards had thank you yeah and it's it's very similar technology to what Infus Nest has in her staff which might I say, Emphis Nest is probably one of the coolest fighters Rudy that we've seen. Told me about this character like ten times. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Hard for this character. So we've got Han with a blaster. We've got you know, um, um, uh, Bet. I'm sorry. I keep saying keeps the wrong one. Um, what's his name? He's got his he's got his blades. He's he's basically uh, fighting off against him, and then Kira seems to take out Han. And instead of, you know, killing Han, which he initially thinks she's going to do, she ends up fighting off um, Dryden and kills him. Yeah. 
Um, and then she promises Han that, you know, listen, you know, you've got to go save Chewie. I'm going to be right behind you. You know, go. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to get out of here. We're going to make your dreams come true. It's going to be awesome. But go, go save him. Why? So Han runs off. Yeah. Han runs off and she takes the ring that's on Dryden's hand and uses it to basically lock the ship down. And this is when, and then we get the surprise of the movie. Oh, uh, we get her talking to um, Crimson Dawn and this hologram comes on and all I see is this hooded character. And I'm like, Oh shit. She's talking to the emperor um, because she's explaining the situation. The, the, uh, the coaxium was gone. He's dead. We got double crossed, blah, blah, blah. And then we get a voice and I'm like, that's not the emperor. Time and- out. And, and, and it, if you've been watching rebels, it confirmed what me and my son were like, Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yes, so the whole time during this movie, I had no – now, here's the thing. So it's me, my nephew, and then my brother, right? And when the first time Crimson, the name Crimson Dawn comes up, I can see my nephew going like that to his dad. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this obviously ties into something I don't know about. But yes, so the big surprise in this movie is uh, he takes off the hood, and it is Darth Maul. I'm sorry, just Maul now, right? Just Maul. Just Maul. Yeah. Um, it is played by Ray Park, Ray Park. but the Ray voice Park. is yep. by who does the cartoon, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, at that point, because I wasn't expecting it, I, and then it's, I'm like, oh, please. No one be. was. No As one fucking was expecting it. I'm like, well, fuck yeah. yeah. But... I knew only because I, I read an article that said Ray Park was reprising his role as Darth Maul. It was voiced by a different person, but uh-huh. it's him. So I was like, oh, yeah, of course it's him. It's, I read See, that I, I had heard none of that. So, so it was a complete but the surprise. Three of them, the three of them were sitting there. Well, all three of them did the same thing. They all leaned forward and they're all like, oh, <laughs> that. It was great. So, but what I love was that he still got his saber, right? The, the duel, yeah. which is awesome. Which is the new one from Rebels. Yeah. And then the other part that I really liked as well is that they've aged him, right? Like, yeah, he looked old. Yes, and obviously he survived the the fall and everything, like being cut in half. So I'm like, the second time I went and saw it, you know, being a little more prepared and, and less yeah. in awe, um, I kept I kept staring at his at his legs, and they did a really good job making the Me mechanical too. legs. Yeah, yep. I I saw, I saw that too. So, I'm I'm so happy. Like they fixed a lot of little things in this movie that, uh, and they'll. I'll get to the last one here in a minute, but uh, I'm glad that they brought this character back. It was such an underutilized character. Everybody loved him, and uh, we're going to see him again, and I'm really excited about that. Yep. Um, so we have we have Han basically uh, catches up to Beckett and, and Chewie and gets the drop on him, essentially, and Beckett's giving him the speech. He's like, you know, listen – apparently you were listening blah 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 but it's you know i'm about to teach you you know the the number one lesson and han shoots him out of nowhere this is the other thing they fixed yep Um, first and the fact that he tells him you did exactly what you should have done because i would have killed you um so yeah he kills beckett and him and Chewie, you know, grab the stuff they head back they give all of it except for one little thing you know one little vial uh, I'm sorry. No, they give oh, them a. No, they gave it all. They gave them a while. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
and ask what they're going to be, you know, ask what they're doing. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was, yeah. So, um, so they do that. They, you know, at this, at this point in the movie, it kind of, you feel like, you know, we're pretty much wrapped up. And then we cut to a scene on some planet with a, you know, it's a tropical planet or whatever. And we hear Lando given, you know, you know, wrestling up people talking at, you know, at another Sabacc table, Han and Chewie show up. He's like, oh, hey, guys, it's good to see you. And he thinks they're about to kill him. And it's at that <laughs> point when he shakes he shakes Han's hand, Han finds the card, yep. yeah. pulls him in close, and pretends to forgive him for everything. Uh, we have another game, and that's when we see you know him trying to basically take him one more time and realizing he doesn't have the card, and Han wins. And as you hear him say multiple times, fair and square. Yep. Fair and square. Um, and then, of course, we end the movie the only way a fucking Han Solo movie could have ended. Han and Chewie on the bridge of the Falcon, hitting the levers together and hitting hyper. Um, we already said pretty much all we, we enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, at no point did I feel like this crapped on anything Star Wars wise. And I'm like you, Ray, there's lots of little things that... I think they did a good job with. I'm so glad they finally explained the Kessel Run in a way that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because it's like, okay, so you 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 made the trip in a shorter distance than normal. Why would that be a big thing? Until you yep. see the movie, and you're like, oh, well, that fucking makes that, that's good. a big difference. Yeah. That's a big difference. So I uh, they could have just called the movie Kessel Run, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been good too. Yeah, I would have seen that. Yeah. Um, so, any other thoughts you want to throw out there? I, I'm just. I'm. This one's made me excited that they're making a trilogy out of it. Uh, it was a slow burn, but I'm really happy with the way that they ended it. It was, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the bringing Darth Maul. Um, you know, Logan was like, "I don't like that girl," but you know, she's a survivor, and so actually, what Logan kind of had a realization is, "Oh, so she's kind of like Loki." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So That's a great way to put it. Good. Yeah. What did you, after seeing the movie? What were your thoughts on? And we have not said this kid's name, and I, I'm guarantee oh, you, I'm not going to get his name right. Alden. Alden. Eric. Yeah. I'm. Sorry, I'm gonna start off with that one. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't do a Harrison Ford, or you know, he just he kind of took the uh, the um, who was it played uh, um, Star Trek? Uh, Oh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. So he kind of took Chris Pine's approach, where he's not trying to recreate the character. He's just he's playing it the way he would play it, Uh, and he's not trying to recreate what. Harrison Ford did with the character. So uh, there was little hints of what... what uh, Some of the, the mannerisms and stuff I thought he did a really good job with. But it wasn't uh, but it wasn't overdone by any means, and, and I appreciated that because if you're just trying to hit like a Harrison Ford impression, it's not going to work. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see him as... I don't know if we'll ever see him as... Han, like I don't, I don't, you know, who knows if who knows? There may be people that like when they think Han Solo, they think they think of him. Oh, who knows? It may happen, it may not. But I brought up to my brother, like when I say, and I told Lainey this, of course, she has not seen all three of the 
uh, prequels. She oh. told me that. I didn't realize that. I'm a um, procrastinator. Yeah. When I hear Obi Wan Kenobi, who, who do you think of? You and McGregor. No. That's that's who I think of too. I don't. I don't anymore. Nothing from Alec Guinness, but that's my. No, it's that, not. It has nothing to do with Alec Guinness, but I was sort of forced to watch the first set of Star Wars movies, so I I wasn't really into them. And then it wasn't until after we started watching things together that yeah. we watched the prequels. I'm like, and I was a fan of Ewan McGregor's anyways. I didn't know anything about Sir Alec Guinness. And I will say, um, out of the prequels, there's only a couple things that I actually did enjoy. Ewan McGregor and Ray Park were, were two of them. And I, you know, bring Ray Park back as, as Maul, I think that's a great move. And I I keep hearing that Ewan McGregor's doing an Obi-Wan. Yeah. But I, have they fully, in, have I they have fully not, announced it yet? Because I know we're getting Getting uh, one of the things that came out of this is we got definite clarification they are doing a Boba Fett movie, which after watching this, I am so down for. Yeah, I uh, I hope they do because I'd like to see an Obi Wan. Yes, um, I would and, too. Yes. Um. Okay. Can, can I rabbit trail for a second here? Yeah. Yes. Because I've got a rabbit. Don't 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 sound disappointed. Okay. So. Okay. So so once again, Eugene, part of your summer must be. Watching Rebels, okay? At I'm least Rebels, to try. even if you don't care. Okay, now, here's the thing. So, going back to Clone Wars, in Clone Wars, there is a there's a huge story arc where we that's where we first get Maul back, and um, Maul basically he and his brother they 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 kill all the leaders of the crime syndicates. They they become the bosses. They um, they actually overthrow Mandalore, and this is where the Dark Saber comes in, which the Dark Saber eventually does return in Rebels. So does Maul. Um, but this movie, um, this movie is happening before Rebels. Okay, mm-hmm. so we, we have, we have, and Rebels goes right up, I mean, like, literally up to uh, Rogue One. So so now we're in another very interesting time frame, and there's so many things that were introduced in Rebels, and of course, you know, my son is asking me, he's like, oh, dead. Um, are they going to do another? Um, are, are, are we going to see Inquisitors? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> we might. We might see that. Are we going to see Ahsoka? I would give. I would give my left arm. Yes, I would. Yes, son, I would. You know. So, um, yeah. There's, there's a, a lot of amazing things they could do with this if they choose to. Um, yeah. So exciting. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see you know everything else that's coming out. I just hopefully they'll stick to Christmas. I'm just saying that's. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I know agree. it's nitpicky, yeah, but still, this was a better time for Star Wars. Yeah, so, um, so I, 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 let me see if she got back to me. Uh, Jennifer said no, she wasn't going to make it. Um, oh crap, she did. Yes, I asked her. I said real quick, what was your think on L seven? She said the droid. I'm like, yes. I was hoping she was going to get back to me. Maybe she will here in a second. Um, so with that said, let's go ahead and move on to our picks and pans for the week, real quick. Uh, would anyone like to go first? I'll go. All right, Lainey, what you got? I don't know if I've already talked about this on the show. I don't think I have. There's a podcast that I started listening to that has been really funny and has been a really nice little distraction, especially with like school ending and everything. Everything's been very busy and crazy and nuts. Um, but it's it's a comedy podcast. It's called Entry Level. Um, it's done by Brooks Whelan, who's a comedian. He was on SNL for a little while. 
No one knows mm-hmm. who he is. And that's fine. He's actually really funny. But it's literally all about he interviews different comedians and musicians and stuff and talks to them about like the jobs that they had leading up to them, like really breaking into their career. And as someone mm-hmm. who's had 110 different random jobs, it speaks to me on a very deep level. And it's just it's so fucking funny. He's hilarious the way that he talks to them. Like he always talks about having he worked at like a cave at one point, like giving tourists like tours of a cave. And he was like, yeah, it sucked. And I hated it. And he talks about working at like Papa John's. Like, it's just really funny to listen to other people who've also had those same shitty jobs that you've had. Like I listen to people talk about having to work in a kitchen. I'm like, yep, I've done that. I remember that. That was shitty. Let's talk about it. It's so funny. So yeah, entry level by Brooks Whelan. It's hilarious. It comes out, I think every Monday. It's, it's really, really good. So it's like a nice little start to your morning it's pretty funny uh real quick jennifer got back to me uh she said uh i loved her she's woke as fuck i feel like that's me as a droid and i'm like yep that's yep. what i thought too ladies <laughs> droids <laughs> i love in fact i think i told i think i told my brother that we walked out i'm like that's like jennifer hetzel is a droid <laughs> i'm pretty sure you said that yes so um Real quick, I'll go ahead and throw mine in real quick. I've got two quick um I got two quick pan, uh picks. Uh number one, the Lego movie two trailer dropped. First off, the soundtrack that they picked for the trailer, fucking Intergalactic. I'm always down for that, but I loved that movie so much, the you know, the first one. I can't wait to see the second one. Uh what was funny was I was showing my boys that and it went from that trailer to the Wreck It Ralph two trailer, which I told my brother, I'm like, have you seen this trailer? Because it literally has Star Wars and Disney princesses in it. Like, this movie is going to be made for your kids. And then, of course, it went into a trailer for The Incredibles 2. And I'm just like, my God, there's a lot of good animated shit coming out. Like, I can't wait. Um, In fact, I'm more excited for some of the animated movies coming out than I am for anything else. Um, And then the other pick I had was um, Friday was uh, Ghostbusters Day. It was the 34th anniversary of the movie coming out. And uh, what's odd, though, is the day before uh, Sony and Wizard World announced they are teaming up. And this time next year, they are having the first ever uh, official Ghostbusters fanfare. It's going to be held in California at the Sony lot. Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman are definitely going to be there. You fucking know uh, uh, what's his face? plays Winston's going to be there. They yeah. said they're tr- working on trying to get some of the ladies from the new movie there, which I would be completely like, yes. Um, I went to my wife and I said, hey, this is happening a year from now. Is there any way this might could happen? And she's like, I think we can make that work. So I have a year basically to figure out the best way to get my ass to California with a proton pack uh, <laughs> because I'm fucking going in gear. Um, so yeah, I've got to figure that out. And I told Laney, I said, since this is going to be such a big event, I'm really considering, I love my proton pack. I did a pretty good job on it, but I'm really thinking about 3d printing one. And this may light a fire under my ass and get it done. So, uh, yeah, that may be something that I'm working on over the next year. So, uh, but yeah, so the Ghostbusters fanfare, I can't wait to get more and more information on this. So, um, we shall see, uh, Ray pick or pan. Uh, so I've got a pick. Um, I will do the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, are over. Yes! Um, <laughs> um, 
So it was really good. Uh, Washington Capitals won uh, over the Vegas. So this was all good news, like all good stories, right? Um, you had the, the inaugural team making it to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they had such a backing. Uh, they're, they're, bringing the, they're bringing hockey to the States, which is what I really appreciate. And what I mean by that is there are certain pockets of, of the States that really enjoy hockey. But uh, this was a, a much bigger scale. Like to have it in Vegas and have the backing that they've had uh, is really good. And mm-hmm. so, so it's it's nothing but good things for the sport. Uh, that being said, uh, the the Stanley Cup being lifted by Ovechkin uh, was was awesome. And uh, and I love that 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 man like he he so wanted to win this cup so badly. He's carrying it everywhere he goes. He was at. Uh, Who's at one of the uh, baseball games? I can't remember which game it was at, uh, but he's out in the stands and all he's doing is carrying the cup around. Like he's just—he's ecstatic and he's—he's <laughs> he's probably the number one fan of his team. And to see him, like, yeah, it was just—it was awesome. So. That's cool. Yeah. All right, what do you do with the Stanley Cup? He'd die of just. Like, what would you do with it? Like, if you, because like you know, every player gets it for a day. Like, what would you, you know? Do what with- my favorite one is uh, is. Uh, they they ate cereal out of it, so they should. Put I was gonna say that's what I see you doing. <laughs> I, I would. I'd be watching something on TV eating cereal out of the Stanley Cup or, bowl, or <laughs> chips or a bowl of chips. Yeah, yeah I feel like I drink a beer out of it, like at a dive bar or something. No, couldn't do it just because of the way that it is. It's uh, huge straw, straw, straw. Oh, jeez. Can't drink a straw. Drink a straw. Beer I, out of a straw just doesn't sound fun. right. But it has to be a metal straw because Jennifer may be listening. Uh, you have metal straws. <laughs> oh, there they go. Um, Chris, uh, pick or pan. Uh, pick on Friday. Logan had um, a band performance at Canada's Wonderland, which is a big theme park down in Toronto. And I took her- theme park in Canada. <laughs> well, no, I think the one in Edmonton. No, it's just normal. Anyway, okay. anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. Dad. So I went down. I drove uh, uh, with Quinn. She went on the bus with her friends. I've never driven on the four, the big highways down near Toronto because they're just busy and scary and they freak me out. I'm already kind of a nervous driver, but I did it by myself. Good Super job. proud. The kids were awesome. They did a really good performance. Uh, the day was great. The weather was fantastic. Logan went on rides. I thought she would never go on. She's a big Freddy cat. And she went, the last ride that she picked it was a 50 foot they went up 50 feet and they were spinning around in a circle so my pick from that is and then i drove home by myself and you did yes so my pick from that is that the kids are liking roller coasters so when we go to uh, disney world in uh, 2020 they'll be ready to go so nice (laughs) question how old logan is 12 she's 12 okay that's the same age i was when i started liking roller coasters she didn't like them for the first part of the day. One of her best friends was getting a little PO'd because she was like, I want to go on rides with you. And Logan's like, I don't want to go on any rides. We took her on Thunder Run, which is a um, old, it's a w- old wooden coaster, but it goes through this mountain at the center of Canada's Wonderland. And Lo- and we were like, that's basically what a roller coaster is. And she's like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, it wasn't bad. The worst part is you, mom, you were screaming the whole time. That was the worst part. <laughs> I was like, it was scary. It was too hard. Uh, so, 
Then she went on all these sorts of rides the rest of the day. It was great. Well, all right, then. Rudy, do you have a pick or pan for the week? I've got a pan for the day. It's called Hornets. <laughs> yeah, I saw your post. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you about the, the, the story. I get up this morning. I'm like, Is that why okay, we don't great. have video, by the way? Huh? Is that why we don't have video? <laughs> no, no, actually, it, it's, it's healed up quite well, but I did take a two-hour nap today from the excessive Benadryl I took. Okay, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I mow the front yard. I go in the backyard, and I go to mowing this thing. And I mean, out of nowhere, I thought something was like flying up from the lawnmower, you know, like at my face. So I, I immediately move real quick, and then I, then I feel it. I'm just like getting punched in my lip. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean, it's like okay, like you know, of course I've, I've got to go tea. So like you know, there's like that that little bit of hair right right at, the, at my bottom lip there. Um, I don't know if it was one or two. I think it was two because I have two spots there where I got hit there. And then on my right tricep, because I was wearing a sleeveless shirt, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, you know, of course, I'm like freaking out, slapping my face, running around the yard to get these things off of me. Um, yeah, yeah, it sucked. My lip would, I mean, it was like, I was bubble gump very quickly. So it was, you know, ice pack on the mouth and, mm-hmm. and Benadryl. Oh, yeah. You know, so that prompted the, uh, the, the wasp knot and the, and the video that some of you have probably seen on Facebook. Yes, I have seen the video. It is rather ridiculous. It is, so, you know. Hey, where were they? Did they come off the house? Or? Well, what I what I found later on, because I went back about an hour later, because I was I, I dang sure didn't want to go back right then. Um, I, I you I, we bought a new house in this last year, and this fence, um, you know, all all the uh, the fence posts are on the inside, so there's a little gap between the fence post and the fence planks. And as we did some investigating behind four different fence posts there were hornets nests in the backyard i've got a big backyard yeah oh yeah so i mean i went and told both my neighbors on either side because you know i'm I'm like i set off the chain reaction every time i mow then both of them go to mowing Uh i said hey y'all be careful in your backyards check your fence posts first because i got you know here i am bubble gump you know so Anyhow. Yeah, if it went on your fence, I'm surprised you didn't just like freaking go grab hairspray and like a lighter, just fucking go after it with fire, <laughs> dude. After I got hit like three times right at the same time, I, no, I was like to hell with that. I'm not going in the backyard. Screw this. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I saw that post and I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucked. I was pissed, but I got my revenge. It's okay. There you go. Um. That is our uh, show for the week, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Music. would help out a lot. Normally, we record the show live on uh, YouTube on Saturday nights. Uh, this, this week, we had to move it to a Sunday night. Our next show, I don't know if we'll be live or not, because we'll be recording it from what used to be Guys Weekend, which is now being rebranded as Geeks Weekend, because we have some ladies there. What are you giving me a finger for? You're going to be there, right? I'm not giving you the finger. I'm just saying that. Fuck off. I can do whatever I want. I can go to Guy's Weekend. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so uh, we're going to be doing it from there. Like I said, I don't know if we're going to be broadcasting it or not. We may or may not. We'll see. Um, But yeah, so we'll be doing a a show from there, and then we'll go back to our normal normal Saturday night. So Uh, You can, of course, follow us at Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and of course, check out everything at EpicallyGeeky.com. Where can we find you online, Uh, Lainey? Hi! You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's a Laney bird. I'm getting a little bit better at Twitter only slightly, but I have a little bit more time on my hands right now. Cause it's summer. So 
Look out for those. You, you know you can link the accounts and just when you post on Facebook, on, on Twitter, I mean on uh, Instagram, post to Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two birds with one stone? Oh, just saying. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, Ray, where can we find you online? Uh, Lake Life Artist on Instagram is probably the best one, and then obviously here on Epic uh, Geeky. What about you, Chris? Uh, here on Epic Epically Geeky, and then on Instagram at Cedar Birch Cottage. Uh, Rudy, where can we find you? You can find me at StevensB29 uh, in most places, but you can also find me on Etsy at The Geek in the Mirror. Oh, okay. Um, oh, real quick before I wrap up, uh, we should be recording a new episode of the Marginally Geeky Show uh, this coming Wednesday, where we'll be talking about the second book in the Magic 2.0 series, uh, Spell or High Water. So if you would... <laughs> Uh, right, join us for that one. <laughs> you said it. She summer. said she's going to count. She said she's going to get caught up. So, uh, and then of course you can find me online, my individual wacky adventure at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.